2,000 years after those words were first spoken, I'm not sure we fully grasp just how disturbing they would have been to the people who heard them, how completely abhorrent it would have been to a Semitic mind to hear Jesus speak of his flesh and his blood. It was something that was anathema to the Semitic mind because in that, the flesh and blood of the sacrificial rituals that they had was the totality of existence. It was all there was. It was life itself. So to hear Jesus speak of himself as life itself was, would have been just outside their realm of thinking. It would have been disturbing. No wonder they were quarrelsome. They would have been profoundly disturbed by Jesus claiming to be that. 2,000 years in the light of the resurrection, we get it. We have this sense that Jesus was the life for the world that he promised, but we only get that in light of the resurrection. The Jews who are quarrelling amongst themselves hadn't yet faced the death and the passion and the resurrection of Jesus. They would have been disturbed because Jesus, in saying that he is true flesh and true blood, is claiming to be the divine. He is claiming to be God. We know that. We get that. They, however, would have found it blasphemous. It's a wonder he wasn't taken out to the nearest town wall and stoned for what he said. We get it. At least we think we get it. There are clear Eucharistic overtones to what we hear tonight and we tend to focus only on that because it is so central to who we are and what we're about as Catholic Christians. But we need to expand our horizons and see that what Jesus is promising is not just the gift that is the Eucharist, but the gift that is him, all of him, all the time. No longer is salvation to be found in keeping the 613 commandments of the Mosaic law. Now salvation is to be found by feeding on Jesus, all of him, all of the time. It's about the relationship is at the very heart of what Jesus is promising to us in the gospel today. He is promising that his presence will be with us, his people, forever not only in the Eucharistic elements that we've come together here in this place to celebrate each and every Sunday, but also in the gathering of the church, the gathering of the faithful people, and in the word proclaimed, and in the continuing presence of God's Spirit moving within us. There is God's presence with us, always, all the time. And it's that that we feed on. It's that which allows us to have the life that Jesus wants us to have. It's God's continuing presence with us that allows us to be about those things that God wants us to be about. To go out from a place like this and proclaim the same good news that he proclaimed to us, the promise that he made to us and proclaim it to other people. It's the very heart of who we are. And if we don't feed on that, if we don't feed on God's manifold presence among us, then we risk losing out, not only on his presence, but on what it allows us to do. So as we gather here in this place, and we listen to this wonderful discourse on the bread of life from John's Gospel, let's revel in what we've been given. 
Let's revel in the promise that Jesus made to us that he would be with us in so many ways, in so many ways from that day to the end of time. Let's revel in that. Let's feed on that and then go outside and do something about it.